0: Welcome to Victory Fellowship's online podcast library. We hope you enjoy this message today. And also, um, I've been, um, it was actually last Sunday morning, I was thinking about the, the, the healing power that comes when Jesus begins to pour out his spirit. And, um, He's all about healing. He heals us. He's all about the whole man, spirit, soul, and body. And ev- everywhere, you, you, you start just thumbing through the Gospels, looking at Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And then even in the book of Acts, you'll find healing on every page. Healing on every page of the Bible. You cannot separate the, the life and ministry of Jesus from divine healing. He's the Lord who heals us. And he, he wants to heal all of us. He wants to heal us of our emotional situations. He wants to heal us of our physical situations. He wants to restore us from our spiritual situations. So th- this morning, I want us to, we're going to just climb together into, the, into that oxygen thing. What do they call it? That, the the, the hyper, hyperbaric chamber thing. We're going to get in there where the healing atmosphere of God that comes from His power of His words. I'm um, all day today. I'm going to teach for, for a little while about healing, and we're going to pray for, for people. Tonight, we're going to have a, a, a night of, of worship. It's going to be a whole night of worship, and we're going to press into God. We're going to anoint people with oil and pray for people. Believe God for, for his miracles to break out in our midst. Um, so if you know someone that's troubling, troubles, troubled, troubled um, emotionally or physically, or maybe oppressed, um, bring them tonight. We're going to believe God for miracles. I just, and I was thinking about this. I don't know if this might not apply to anybody here. But if every, as everyone knows, my last name is what? Bailey. Bailey. And it's, so it's probably, probably Irish, I would guess. What do you think? I would think. So I've got authority to speak about St. Patrick's Day. It's not about cabbage and green beer and green trinkets. Let me tell you. I stand here today in the tradition of St. Patrick. St. Patrick was a Christian missionary who preached Christ in the power of signs, wonders, and miracles. Go check it out. That's who he was. He was a missionary to the British Isles, preached Christ, signs, wonders, and healing miracles followed his life. And so that's, if you want to celebrate St. Patrick's Day, whatever that means to you, people from southeast Louisiana that probably don't have... Well, I guess there's a lot of Irish people there too, whatever whatever it is. If you want to celebrate St. Patrick's Day, this is the place to do it, in the house of God with the power of song. We're going to have a great healing service tonight and worship time, so I'm just believing God's going to move in our midst whatever, for whatever that's worth. Um, so I want to... Uh, there's a, one of the first miracles that took place in the, in the New Testament after the day of Pentecost was this public undeniable healing miracle. There was this guy that had been in the lame in the temple for years and years and years, and he sat by the gate called Beautiful. Jesus had probably passed this guy hundreds of times. You know, Jesus didn't heal everybody that was sick. He, came, he healed everyone that came to him, but he didn't heal everybody that was sick in his lifetime, and he, he passed by this lame man all the time, but this man's healing was reserved for a specific time and place. And it says in Acts chapter 3, it was at the hour of prayer when Peter and John were going to the temple to pray and they saw this man at the temple temple gate, the gate called Beautiful, and he was begging alms. He was asking for help. He was asking for for a a contribution to support him because he couldn't work. He was paralyzed. And Peter and John, you remember the story. It's one of the great stories in the Bible. Peter and John turned to him and said, look on us. And they said, silver and gold have I none, but that which I have. They were saying they, they possessed something tangible. Something real that was on them that began to manifest on their lives on the day of Pentecost, when the tongues of fire came upon their head and they were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to worship the Lord and the power of the Holy Ghost in other tongues. And they they said, look upon us. And the man looked at him. It he says he set his gaze upon them and, and Peter grabbed him by the hand and it says the strength entered into his ankle bones and he was healed and he began walking and leaping and praising God in the temple. And there was a great stir in the temple that took place that day. As a matter of fact the, the temple was filled with uh, with thousands and thousands of people that were coming to the temple and, and, and the, this stir caused a, a crowd gather at this public display of the power of Jesus Christ and Peter took the opportunity to preach a, a great message and there was actually more people saved as a result of that miracle and the preaching of Peter than there was on the day of Pentecost. It was another opportunity for soul winning that took place. Peter was arrested because of this miracle for the first time and taken into into prison with the the Sanhedrin because of the public display of the power of signs and wonders and miracles. We want to talk about that today and it's healing for today, is healing for you today, It's healing for the whole man. If you're here, maybe you're troubled from your past, from stuff that happened to you from your childhood and you're emotionally crippled. You may not even be in touch with it, touch with it. There's healing for your emotions there's healing for your physical body by the power of Jesus name for every part of your body in Jesus name here's a scripture out of that miracle i love this you know i'm um, easy to remember this one i'm sure everyone has ever has heard of the of the of John 3:16 anyone heard of John 3:16 okay well this is Acts 3:16 okay Acts 3:16 and it's in his name through faith in his name say that with me it's his name through faith in his name, has made this man strong, say it with me, whom you see and know. Yes, the faith which comes through, through him has given him this perfect soundness in the presence of you all. So there was healing that went into this, this man's whole being. It gave him perfect soundness in his whole being, strength in his whole being by the power and by faith in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I want to read this, um, today's blog for you today. I, I write a daily drink called, the, it's called The Bailey Drink that um, I post on the internet. You can subscribe to it if you like, but here's today's devotion. It says, healing is inseparable from the gospel of Jesus Christ. After all, he is the son of righteousness that Malachi prophesied about. He has risen and there is healing in his beams. We're sitting here today in the power of his presence with our brothers and sisters and the radiant beams of the gospel of Jesus Christ are in this house. Son, it's son, his presence can be felt, and this presence has an effect on us, has an effect on our whole man, not just our, our spirit, but our, has an effect on our soul and has an effect on our body. Sitting under this power of His healing beams will affect you. Important for you to, to spend more time, as much time as possible, under the influence of the anointing, the healing beams of Jesus Christ. Everywhere Jesus went in his early, in his earthly ministry, healing followed him. From the paralytic let down through a roof to the healing of blind Bartimaeus, Christ healed them all. This same miracle power continued after Christ's death. The disciple moved in the same healing anointing that Jesus walked in. Their miracle ministry was introduced in today's verse when the well-known paralytic in the temple was healed. The name of Jesus was honored. The kingdom advanced. Listen to this. This is the results, some of the results of of healing miracles. The name of Jesus is honored. The kingdom of God advances. And the compassion of Christ for the hurting is displayed. Here are some thoughts. Now, this is interesting. This is from Matthew Henry in the 1600s as he shared his insight about this healing miracle. He says this miracle is done by the name of Christ. Not merely by naming it as a spell or as a charm. It's just not a magic formula, he's saying. But it's done by us professors or believers and teachers of his name. By virtue of a commission instructions we've received from him. And a power which he has invested with us. He's given us a, a command and a power as Christians to lay our hands on the sick. Amen. He's invested it with us that the name which Christ has above every name, His authority, His command has done it. As writs run in the King's name. Though it is an inferior officer that it executes them. The power of Christ is fetched in through faith in His name. A confidence in Him. A dependence on Him. A believing application to Him. An expectation from Him. Even that faith which is by Him, which is of His working. It's not of ourselves. It's the gift of God. And it's the gift of of Christ. And it's for His sake that He might have the glory of it. For He is both the author and finisher of our faith. Those that wrought this miracle by faith derived power from Christ to work it, and therefore returned all the glory to Him. By this true and just account of the miracle, Peter both confirmed the great gospel truth that they were to preach to the world that Jesus Christ is the fountain of all power and grace and the great healer and Savior. He is today, my friends. He's your great healer, and he's your great savior. The same death that purchased your salvation, the same death purchased healing for your body and redemption for your soul. Why should we not expect the same today? The Lord confirms his word as true with signs, wonders, and miracles. Maybe today the Lord will give you an opportunity to pray for someone who is suffering. As you lay your hands on them in faith, God himself will begin to work. If you are sick, take courage. Jesus of Nazareth, Nazareth is still alive, and I heard a rumor that He's passing your way. He's going to touch and make you whole. He's, he's, in this, he's in this congregation, moving through our heart and through our words, through our eyes and through our hands, touching and healing the broken parts to confirm His words. Amen. Now, when, after this miracle took place and, and they were arrested they were threatened by the priests not to preach anymore in that name and then they were released and they went back to their to the um, to their brothers and sisters to the church to the church gathering and the nucleus of the church gathered together and peter gave a report of what happened and their response rather than saying we're going we're going to tame it down now so we don't get in trouble their their, their 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 response was to ask for boldness to ramp it up that's their response this is their prayer. Let this, let this prayer be our prayers. We read this, this prayer this morning. Let's, let's say, Lord, let this, be, let this be our prayer coming up before you, one heart, one soul. Let this be our cry before God for our church. Let this be our cry for our city, that there be a, a new boldness poured out in us, that the power of signs and wonders can intensify in this last day to glorify the name of Jesus. And being let go, they went to their own companions and reported all that the chief priests and elders had said to them. So when they had heard that, they raised their voice to God with one accord and said, and they began to cry out as a congregation, Lord, you are God who made heaven and earth and the sea and all that is in them just like we were talking about this morning. Lord, everything we can see, everything that's out there, even everything the Hubble telescope can see in outer space, your hands have made all of those things, Lord. Who by the mouth of your servant David had said, why did the nations rage and the people plot vain things against Christianity? The kings of the earth took their stand and the rulers were gathered together against the Lord and against his Christ. They still are today, whether you recognize it or not. Sometimes it's not direct, but there's a subversiveness in our culture that's anti-Christ, especially anti the supernatural element of the Christian church. For truly against your holy servant Jesus, whom you anointed, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Whom you anointed, Lord. Whom you anointed, Lord. You anointed your servant, Jesus, and you've anointed us as well. Both Herod and Pontius Pilate with the Gentiles and the people of Israel, they were gathered together to do whatever your hand and your purpose determined before to be done. But now, Lord, now, Lord, look on their threats. You hear their threats against the church. You hear their threats against your work. And grant to your servants, Lord, that with all boldness they may speak your words. By stretching out your hand to do what? To heal. Lord God, honor your word with the power of healing miracles. Stretch out your hand to heal. That signs and wonders may be done through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. Wow, so the prayer was finished. And when they had prayed, everyone say, when they had prayed. The place where they were assembled together was shaken. I think God heard their prayer. Earthquake. The power of God shaking the very foundations of the building. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. They were all filled again. The power of the Holy Ghost was poured out on that gathering. And they were filled again with the Holy Spirit. And they spoke the word of God with boldness. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now let's look at this outpouring in chapter 5. This, was, this is what we want, Lord. Acts chapter 5, verse 12 through 16. This is what we want. Lord God in New Orleans, God in our church... Hallelujah. Just pray with me for a moment. bandara. Lord God, Lord God, Ramaseke. Lord, you are the creator of all these things. We lift up our voices. Lord, we know that you're not dead. You're not some dead God. Oh God, you're not just reserved sitting, Lord God, in heaven doing nothing. Lord, you're actively involved today. Oh, God, hear. Oh, God, hear and look, Lord God. You hear what the world is saying. Oh, God, you see what they're doing. Oh, God, pour out your spirit again on your church. Pour out your miracle power again on your church and move in the power of signs, wonders, and miracles to honor the name of your son Jesus that the kingdom of God can be advanced, that the love of God can be displayed in our earth, oh, Lord. And this is what happened in the next chapter. And through the hands of the apostles, many signs and wonders were done among the people. Everyone say many. Many signs and wonders were done among the people. And they were all with one accord in Solomon's porch. Yet none of the rest dared join them, but the people esteemed them highly. The fear of God came upon the people because of the power of God that was obviously being poured out. And believers were increasingly added to the Lord. Multitude of both men and women. Do it again, Lord. The power of signs and wonders. Pour out your spirit, Lord, that we can begin to see common altar calls, like we've tasted beyond the grave, the supernatural element. Lord, let that be the the testimony of of the average church service, Lord, the power of signs and wonders touching the hearts of the lost in this community. Do it again, Lord God. Lord, we don't want to be apathetic. We don't want to be bound by unbelief and expect things to continue status quo. Do it again what you've done in days gone by unprecedented, Lord, shame day, unprecedented, unprecedented miracle signs and wonders, unprecedented miracle signs and wonders to honor the name of Jesus. Yes, Lord. So they brought the sick out into the streets and laid them on beds and couches that at least the shadow of Peter passing by might fall on some of them. And also a multitude gathered from the surrounding cities to Jerusalem, bringing sick people and those who were tormented by unclean spirits, and they were all healed. Whoa, Jesus! They were all healed. They were all healed. Do it again, Lord, by the power of your presence. Pour out. Pour out, Lord God. Now we're going to just take a couple minutes and look at some of the… I'm I'm not going to go through everything. I've got… I've got enough material here to preach a, a conference on healing. So I'm just going to deal with a couple of thoughts. We don't want to choke everybody this morning. Just enough to feed you. Mark ten fifty. So let's, let's, just for a moment, just I want to mention healing and the power of faith. Jesus told this blind Bartimaeus after he was, he was standing there in the presence of Jesus. This is what Jesus said to him. Go your way. Your faith has made you well. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus on the road. Faith is connected to divine healing. Just as faith is connected to salvation. Now here's the dilemma. Faith and love, faith is supernatural. Faith comes from God. It's not something we can generate or work up ourselves. It's like I I couldn't, I couldn't get saved until Christ came and touched and opened my eyes, and my heart began to open, and the light of the gospel came in. So there's a, there's a revelation that comes. There's faith that comes alive. Bartimaeus was standing in the presence of the anointed one, and, and faith began to hit him like a, like a brick hammer on his head. Just began to slam up against it. The power of faith. Faith and love are in Christ Jesus. Get yourself in his presence. Get yourself in his word saturate your brain in the gospels. Read the Gospels. Listen to the Gospels. Turn the Word on in your house. Get the Word and let it drive out the other thoughts that you've been permeating your mind for years and years and years. Get the Word of God in your heart and in your mind. There's power in His Word. Get under the influence of worship and let the power of His presence begin to permeate your life. And you'll begin to see faith arising in your heart and coming alive, awakening in your soul. Your faith will grab hold of the hem of His garment and His healing power will surge through you like the power of God that raised Jesus from the dead. There's faith for healing. It's the power and authority. We read this scripture early and it's His name through faith in His name that's made this man whole. It's power and authority, power and authority. There's authority in the name of Jesus. There's power power in the name of Jesus. There's all power in the name of Jesus. There's all authority in the name of Jesus. Get under the name. Get under his authority. Get under his kingdom power. Surrender your heart and life to him and bow before the name of Jesus and worship his holy name. This is not a formula. This is a person. You get under the authority of this king, King Jesus, and the power of his name will begin to infiltrate your body and bring healing power into you. This healing, this healing is closely associated to the work of Christ on the cross. It was the same death that He died for your sins, purchased physical healing for our body. Here's the powerful prophecy out of Isaiah. It says, surely He has borne our griefs. This word grief, the literal translation in Hebrew is sickness. He has borne our cholai, it's sickness. He's borne our sicknesses. He's carried our sorrows, which is a macabre or pain. So this could be, should be translated or could be translated, surely he has borne our sicknesses and carried away our pains. And we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And by his stripes, we are healed. Hallelujah. There's healing. Every When Jesus was beaten, you've seen the passion of the Christ. And this man, Jesus of Nazareth, beaten beyond recognition by the Roman whip on the, on the whipping post. That Roman whipping post with the, with the cat of nine tails lacerating his whole back. Isaiah prophesied, those stripes speak loud and clear to us. Those stripes are healing stripes for the, human, for the human family. By his stripes, by his wounds, I was healed. He bore my sicknesses. He bore my pains. And by the power of faith in his name, purchased by the blood of Christ on the cross, there's healing for my body. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There's healing in the power of His Word. Psalm 107, verse 20. He sent His Word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. Hallelujah. There was a a royal, a man of royalty in the time of Jesus whose son was dying. And he came to Jesus and asked for Jesus to, to, to speak the Word that his son could be healed. Jesus said to him, go your way. Your son lives. So the man believed the word that Jesus spoke to him. He believed the word that Jesus spoke to him. And he went his way. And as he went now going down, his servants met him and told him, saying, Your son lives. He inquired of them the hour when he got better. And they said to him, Yesterday at the seventh hour, the fever left him. So the father knew that it was the same hour in which Jesus said, Your son lives. He he himself believed in his whole household. Yeah, there's healing, she must say, in the Word, the power of the Word of God. Read the Word of God. Bathe yourself in the Word of God. Soak in the Word of God. Soak in the healing scriptures of God's Word. It'll be healing for your body. Hallelujah. Now I want to talk for just a moment before we have prayer about the the anointing. Jesus of Nazareth. Jesus the Christ. We know how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth. He's called Jesus the Christ, which I, I say often often again, Christ was not his last name. Christ was his title. Christ means the anointed one. It's the Messiah, the anointed one. The one that's carrying the anointing of the Father. He was anointed by the Father without measure with the power of the Holy Spirit. When Jesus was baptized in the Jordan River, the heavens were open, and the Holy Spirit came upon him and he began to walk in the power of the anointing. That anointing began to heal the sick and drive out demons everywhere he went. This anointing is upon us today. This anointing is not only on us. If you're born again, the, this anointing is in you. This anointing is in your, in your body. The same spirit, it says in Romans 8 11, if the same spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells inside of you. So this anointing is available to us today. I love this, this story that Jesus was teaching Luke 5, 17, he was teaching on a certain day, and it says it happened on a certain day as he was teaching that there were Pharisees and teachers of the law sitting by who had come out of every town of Galilee, Judea, and Jerusalem, and the anointing, the adunamis of the Lord, the adunamis of the Lord was present to heal them. As Jesus began to just sit in that in that room and began to teach the word, and began to teach the word. It says the power that Luke said, the anointing for healing, came and filled that room. Power of his presence. That same anointing comes today. The same power of his presence comes today. It's on his church. It's in his church. It it comes upon us as we pray and ask him for outpourings of his presence. There's waves of his anointing that comes upon us. You know, one of the great moves of the Holy Spirit In the 20th century, there were several moves of the Holy Spirit. It all started at Azusa Street with the power of Pentecost beginning to be poured out in that livery stable in Los Angeles, California. And it spread throughout the the world in a matter of of months. Think about the, the, the way people were transported in 1906. They didn't have... They didn't have a transportation system like we have today, but the word spread and the power of his presence spread throughout the earth in a matter of months as people came from far and wide and began to experience the power of Pentecost. In the 1940s, there was another wave of the outpouring of the Holy Ghost, and this time it was characterized by the power of healing. And healing miracles began to break out all throughout the the world. People were being healed and paralyzed people and deaf people and blind people were being healed by the power of His presence one of the healing waves. I, I, I am under the persuasion that there is an, a, a mighty wave of the Holy Spirit coming upon the land that's going to be a culmination of the waves of the 20th century. It's going to be a joining together of prophetic, of the healing power of God, of the Pentecostal, unashamed of the baptism, stammering lips, and the joy of the Lord. I believe there's going to be a culmination of His outpouring that's going to usher in the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, bigger than anything our world has ever seen. Shocking and amazing. Healing anointing. Healing anointing. So we're going to finish with this passage. I have to say, if I had to pick one passage that's the greatest example, the healing anointing of Jesus, it's the woman with the issue of blood. Great, a great story. Let's just read her story and just think about this. When she, when she heard about Jesus, this woman, she had been hemorrhaging for 12 years. She, was, she had an incurable sickness. She had spent all of her money on doctors and she couldn't get well. She had tried everything that they could do for her at that time. She heard about Jesus. She came behind him in the crowd. And she touched the, hint that from, she touched the edge of his garment. For she said, if I only may touch his clothes, I shall be made well. Immediately the fountain of her blood was dried up. And she felt in her body that she was healed of the affliction. And Jesus, immediately knowing in himself that power, dunamis, had gone out of him. He felt it go out of him. He didn't see the woman, but he felt something go out of him. And he turned around in the crowd and said, who touched my clothes? But his disciples said to him, you see the multitude thronging you? And you say, who touched me? Hundreds of people are touching you. What are you talking about? No, he said, no, somebody touched me in a special way. I felt power go out of me. And he looked around to see her who had done this thing. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell down before him and, he to- and told him the whole truth. And he said to her, daughter, your faith has made you whole. <laughs> go in peace. And be healed of your affliction. Your faith has made you whole. So there's, I love that story. The power of Jesus' name, the power of His Word, the power of His presence, the power of faith. All of these things coming together and touching and changing and healing our life. Jesus hasn't changed, His power hasn't diminished. He's here in His church power is present today thanks for listening check out our website at www.victoryfellowship.net for service times and for more information